Hello, I'm Chris Denton. Hello, I'm Paul Monk. And we are a, a very, very British, British horror. So, this is a very special Christmas episode, and what are we going to speak about this Yuletide, Paul? We are going to be discussing the importance of the most famous Christmas ghost story ever. And what's that, Paul? Just you know, a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. A Christmas. I was ca- trying to think of something witty and funny to put in there, but I couldn't really think of anything. So, um, Casper the Friendly Ghost, maybe I was going to say <laughs> that wouldn't have been funny or witty. Well, to be honest, and I don't want to be you know mean about your choice for the well, the subject matter of the episode, but is this any more of a horror film slash TV series slash book than Casper the Friendly Ghost? Nope, and that's it. So it's good night from me. Obviously, my challenge was quite persuasive there, but you know, maybe maybe, maybe this does bear out a little bit more discussion. Yeah. So um, what I was thinking about this is that there's so many different versions. It would be we weren't really going to discuss a particular version of this, apart from Mickey's Christmas Carol. Well, we could do. Yeah. Oh no, that's not British. Oh, Disney. Oh, okay, okay. So, oh, but the source material is still British, so you, you oh, yeah, we did buy the Frankenstein, so it's similar. Yeah, that's right. We, we can do go with that. Um, I think for me, it's like it, it, it's a it's one of the things that's most associated with Christmas. It has ghosts in it. it does um, right. and it is a ghost story. There are versions of it I think that are, are quite do ha- are quite scary. Um, I haven't seen have scary those. moments. I haven't seen those. You're not scared of Muppets, are you, Paul? They are quite creepy. All that, <laughs> that, all that felt. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And, and I'm thinking, for me, the, the, the particular version I always remember is the Albert Finney version, the musical one from the 70s. Um, the Muppet Christmas Carol is a musical as well, of It course. is, yeah. Um, That's got really good songs. Yeah. I don't remember any of the songs in We're any of Molly them. and Molly. I won't, I won't sing them now because even though <laughs> no, my, on, no, my singing voice is excellent, but I don't want to infringe the copyright All of right. uh, the Jim Henson company. Okay, we might get you to do that a bit later because there is a good <laughs> chance we might finish talking about this in, in about 10 minutes and need to pad it out a bit more. I, I, actually, actually I, I'm not so sure. So the first thing I'd like to say yeah, is that Charles Dickens could write proper ghost yes. stories. We, 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 we talked about the signal. Yeah, right? that was really good. The, the story is really good, yeah. and uh, the TV adaption was really good. So, so, you know, Charles Dickens could do it when he tried. But, but a Christmas Carol, which was by yeah. far and away his most successful yes. Christmas yeah. um, ghost story. In fact, um, well, if not in, in the fact, most successful Christmas ghost story well, ever. So, just just perusing Wikipedia, well, I did know this anyway. Um, he, he after it, he kept writing Christmas ghost stories, and the, and, and and no one knows that they're just a list of a list of <laughs> Charles Dickens stories you've not heard of. Yeah, and 
that's quite. I mean, virtually everything he wrote is a household name, but not these. No. So, so um, <laughs> clearly he went down a blind alley, and, yeah. and and I and I have to confess to the listeners that I didn't bother researching these unpopular Victorian. Charles Dickens Christmas stories in order to be able to no. tell you any more about them um, that, so it, but in the end he just went back to a Christmas carol and he just yeah. like well he used to perform it exactly he, um, he just read it out to people yeah. in theatres and that's yeah. um, you, you know he one, one of the things he's most famous for and Simon Callow's made his living out of yeah uh, at points so. <laughs> yeah. amongst other things but yeah yeah. Um, oh, and I, I, I believe in um, a certain TV science fiction program uh, played that role, didn't he? Um, yes, he did. Uh, yeah, um, uh, um, but we don't talk about that program every single week, so we no, won't. No. We won't. So, um, I think for me, it, it was really trying to have a bit of a discussion about firstly a, whether this 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 is is a horror story. I mean, it has ghosts in it, and um, and Miss Piggy. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Have you watched that version? Um so so I think my first question then really is 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 is, is it is it actually a a proper horror sort of No, story? the answer is no it isn't. And, and I would, no, I, I would agree because not... um, having 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 <laughs> read the actual original story for the first time last year. Um it definitely isn't, and actually Scrooge himself is quite um, unfazed by the ghost of Marley at first. Do do we want to just do the, the a very brief uh, rundown of what happens in it? Just well, for those people that oh, please, I'd have like never to, ever seen it. I'd like to do that. Okay. So um, Ebenezer Scrooge is a money lender and a ghastly miser, and... Um, He's horrible to a succession of people on Christmas Eve. His nephew Fred, his yeah. employee Bob Cratchit. There are some charity collectors. There's a carol singer. Um, but then he goes home, and he's going to have a miserable Christmas night. And it's interrupted by the ghost of Jacob Marley, his former partner, who warns him that um, he's heading to basically an eternity of damnation. And it, He's going to have a chance, though, to redeem himself. He's going to be visited by three ghosts, and they're going to show him all the things he's done badly and hopefully change his mind about a few things. Yeah. And uh, there's a fantastic line um, that Scrooge says to Marley, because Scrooge is quite funny. Um, he says, <laughs> you know, now how, how do I know um, you're a real ghost? I mean, many things can change human perception, problems with the digestion. Then he goes to there's more of gravy than the grave about you. Yeah, which <laughs> is you know quite quite a good line. It's, he's wrong. It's completely wrong. It's no, a real ghost. It is a but, real ghost. Yeah, um, but but uh, Marley's swallowed by the ghost of Christmas past, who uh, shows some quite cloying kind of <laughs> sentimental stuff about Scrooge's sort of sad childhood and then his um, uh, failed relationship with uh, Belle. Is it? Uh, not, yeah, not from Beauty yeah. and the Beast, a different one. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then the ghost of Christmas Present comes along and shows Scrooge all the people uh, that he knows who are having Christmas and um, Bob Cratchit and his family yeah. and Bob's got a um, sick kid called Tiny Tim and they all think Scrooge is a bit useless. And then uh, Scrooge's nephew, 
Fred and they all think Scrooge is a bit useless yeah. and, and so you know basically everyone thinks he's useless and then uh, then the ghost of Christmas uh, Christmas to come Christmas future yeah. uh, who seems to be death <laughs> yeah um, shows Scrooge um, his 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 um, grave and all the people talking about him and saying well I'm glad he's dead he's useless I never liked him anyway which is what pretty consistent because that's what they said in the present as well and um, funnily enough Scrooge doesn't like this so no. he reforms his ways and becomes the um, becomes one of these people with the Christmas lights that you know <laughs> you, you know, you know yeah. the people I mean he becomes one of, the, he becomes one of those so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that's uh, apparently a happy ending so yeah um, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and he, I think he buys a turkey for Bob yeah it's a goose isn't it uh, yeah. Well, it depends which version. No, I think it it's. Is. I think. I think. It, I think. I it, can't remember. I think it is actually a turkey. Um, I think. I think it's. I a, don't know that it's that important. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, because turkey or goose was, you know, uh, they were equivalent in Victorian era. Yeah. But yeah. We, I haven't actually eaten goose, so obviously, oh, goose is very nice. I I don't go yeah. hunting for my own food pool so I <laughs> and I wouldn't know where to buy them so my uh... okay what, no, where uh, do, where a do shop you, where, what, what the goose shop where do you... <laughs> supermarkets do they sell geese in supermarkets yes oh okay <laughs> probably somewhere close to where the turkeys are but that, oh okay I don't go there either <laughs> okay my wife's a vegetarian <laughs> anyway <laughs> I think it's a turkey, in fact. Yeah. Um, and that's my summary. Or I, think that, I think that's a fairly fair summary. Um, so, yeah, so... The ghosts aren't especially scary. Well, particularly, I, I mean, death apart is from the, quite scary. The final death is one. scary. Yeah, apart from the final one. And I was thinking, I don't know whether this is true or not. Is this, like... Is this where we get our t- depiction of death from? I mean, it doesn't have the size, but, but it's very much like death, as in like the Terry Pratchett death. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to remember how that that ghost is described in the book. So, I mean, the Terry Pratchett death is um, a variation on death from the Seventh Seal, that uh, yeah. Mark Bergman film. But I don't know where that I don't know where that comes from. No. I mean, does does it come from Christmas? <laughs> well, <laughs> One would hope not, but maybe it does. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure that I've seen that figure of death in any other kind of folk tales, but I don't know. There we go. So this is this is from. Um, so this is the last of the spirits. So this is the, the description. Okay. Uh, it said it was shrouded in a deep black garment, which concealed its head, its face, its form, and left nothing of it visible save for one outstretched hand. But for this, it would have been difficult to detach its figure from the night and separate it from the darkness by which it was surrounded. He felt that it was tall and stately when it came beside him and that its mysterious presence filled him with a solemn dread. Hang on, hang on. This is a Dementor, isn't it? (laughs) It could well be, yeah. (laughs) He knew no more, for the spirit neither moved nor spoke. Oh, no, that's I, right. It just does mysterious yeah. pointing, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes, the salmon moose. <laughs> that's the meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the present. 
<laughs> I am in the presence of the ghosts of Christmas yet to come, asked, said Scrooge. The spirit answered not, but pointed onwards with its hand. Mm. And then, uh, you are about to show me the shadows of things that have not happened, but will happen in the time before us, Scrooge pursued. Is that so, spirit? The upper portion of the garment was contracted for an instant in its folds, as if the spirit had inclined its head. That was the only answer he received. And there's Scrooge there kind of anticipating um, quantum physics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well done, Charles. <laughs> um, okay, yep, so we, we talked about the story. That yeah. was um, a, a good extract from it. Um, but that is the only real horror character. The other ghosts yeah. are... I mean, Marley's kind of like a real ghost. He just yeah. talks more. Yeah. He, he well, he has this chain. Doesn't he? That well, he talks off. yeah, the the, the fetters, yeah. and um, so so that's kind of. Um, I mean, it could be frightening, but but it's not that kind of ghost. Would, <coughs> um, like Emma James, wouldn't, wouldn't Emma James wouldn't have a dialogue scene with a no, ghost like that? I no. mean, that that that, that it, ghost would be glimpsed a little I bit, think... and there might be some kind of death or something related to that ghost. But but that, the ghost would never basically sit sit down. I think I think he literally sits down yeah, and does, has a good yeah. like man to man chat about yeah. how Scrooge can mend his ways. And I'm pretty sure that is not a very good way to. Ha- you know, scare well, people. I, th- I think, but I, think, I, I suppose it's psycho- psychological fear. Maybe it is, but you know. Well, I think, I think, um, not in the kind of visceral like ghost story terror. Yeah, well, I think from when when I read this, I think that it's not really um, the the story's. It's not a very long story, so it's not a short story, but it's not a full novel or anything either. So it's 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 fairly short, um, and I think he's. I think Dickens is a bit. Um, He's he's a bit sort of to the point with things in it a little bit, so I think everything's a bit matter of fact. Uh, so I don't know that it builds up the atmosphere in the same way like an M.R. James story would build up that kind of what that that atmosphere. There's no there's no dread, is there? No. In, f- in fact, um, it, it, you know Scrooge has some scenes at the beginning where he's horrible, but Throughout the hauntings, yeah. he's largely not horrible at all. Is yeah. he? He's largely quite sympathetic. Yeah. So, so um, it's not. It's not even like his personality gradually changes. I think it's kind of just like um, he's gruff and horrible, yeah. and then and then the ghosts say, "Well, actually, look, you're, you're actually quite nice. Have you considered, yeah. you know, showing the world this side of your personality?" Yeah. Well, it's so, like, yeah. It's like it's like it's sort of um, yeah. It's like it's very very matter of fact. Like there's a this 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 happens. Scrooge is mean at the beginning. Then there's this ghost. Then this ghost. Then this ghost. Then this ghost. And then was that too many ghosts? And then well, and then Scrooge is there's is four ghosts. Nice. But then but then but then Scrooge is always nice. Scrooge is just damaged. Yeah. So the ghost of Christmas past shows well, exactly that shows the whole stuff to do. So with he's his, not punished for it. He's the, the sort of love of his life kind of thing and being. I can't remember exactly what happens with with. He keeps putting off their marriage, and then in the end, yeah. she's like, uh, "You love money too much." That's it. Yeah. Which he, I mean, he does love money. He does. Quite, he does. But then, 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 then he, he loves acquiring it, but he doesn't spend it. He's not. No. Um, he, he's kind of a classic uh, miser. But then it's a question of um, 
why to what purpose and he has no purpose for accruing the wealth he's just it's just got a need to do it based on his childhood trauma yeah. um so 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 you know Scrooge, Scrooge is not about and that's the important thing to, to recognize about Christmas Carol Scrooge is not a bad person and he he gets redeemed very easily really he just yeah. has to buy someone a turkey <laughs> let me let me well he gives Bob Cratchit a pay rise doesn't yeah. he and um doesn't he go and have like dinner with Fred uh, he I think so I think there's lots of I mean thing, different things he, he does that shows that he's alright yeah but you know I guess you kind of would do if you threaten someone directly saying eternal damnation if you don't I mean, yeah you know. yeah but yeah, but, um, um, was it like Emma Jane's ghost story? Sometimes people get well, they don't get necessarily punished for bad behaviour, but more than for overreaching themselves. Yeah. And I, I okay, I, I like to talk about Emma James because um, Emma James stuff came later. I mean, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, although Emma James was uh, interested, he liked uh, Sheridan Left and You, didn't he? He didn't like. Well, yeah, he probably yeah. liked Dickens, but he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe the single one, but but um, he well, this kind of thing. Christmas Carol wasn't interested in. At all. No, no, no. Um, but I um I just watched because you know of my diligence and leg- <laughs> leg- legendary attention to detail. I just watched uh, a BBC uh, adaption from 1977, something like that, which yeah. had um, Michael Horden yeah. as Scrooge. And it's really, I mean, really low budget yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but Michael Horden sort of plays Scrooge as Professor Parkin. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so, well, I mean, he plays both roles as Michael Horden. It might, might be more <laughs> true to say. But, <laughs> but sitting him in both roles, I mean, and then then suddenly there's a, there's a much stronger link between the, the two traditions. And, of course, yeah. you know, uh, Professor Parkin, yeah. in a whistle, whistle and I'll, I'll come to you, He's kind of psychologically destroyed as his certainties are taken apart by this, yeah. this whistle and the haunting. Where, 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 whereas, um, like, it's the opposite in the Christmas Carol. Scrooge is yeah, exactly. psychologically yeah, rebuilt. Put, rebuilt, yeah. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> so do you think that this is? Um, I mean, are, are there any evidences of sort of ghost Christmas ghost stories before a Christmas Carol that you know of? Is this the first sort of ghost Christmas ghost story? Well, I'm trying to think if there's any others. It's, it's always it's very strange because you know ghost stories should be a Halloween thing. Yeah, I mean, it's died on in the wall. This is surely part of Halloween, but for some reason but, there is this a ghost story for Christmas tradition, which is. Um, I mean, I don't know if that goes back further than no. R. James, really. I, no, I don't know if he just thought, this is a cool idea, I'll just do this. I think I think there's a tradition. I think um, Halloween was less of a thing, because Halloween was sort of a, a tie-up with, with, with the whole bonfire night, and they were very... The, the, they, were, they were the same thing, and they were very um, similar, and, and, and you didn't have quite the same... Yeah, I, I, I understand our, our version so, of Halloween so, now is more of a, an American version, but then the American version is just our tradition. Well, the, it is the, the our diverged, tradition from, from yeah, diverged in, we're off this one, yeah. So it comes from the whole tradition <laughs> of like um, uh, sort of mummers plays and, and, and that kind okay, of thing. Okay, that's going back quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's where Halloween comes from. And there was also a time whereby there was a, a, a day where. Um, 
the local sort of laws didn't apply. So that's a film like a day of anarchy. That's called the purge. That's a new no, thing, it's, isn't it's, it? It? <laughs> it, was, it was an actual thing. So it was where where sort of <laughs> behaviour was was sort of ex- bad behaviour was sort of excused. For, for for a day, and so they, they, all these things kind of merge into the more um, traditional, sort of well, what we know is Halloween now. So, but it, it, it wasn't a thing associated with ghosts and spirits and stuff. Whereas, I think Christmas being Christmas being kind of the celebration and feast in the middle of winter, there's this tradition of telling sort of scary stories. Oh yeah, but that's in um, the dark kind of okay. But you know, Saturnalia, the, yeah. the, the the Roman version of it. That that that's I mean that's just excess, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. that's where we get all the food from, what? and also th- they they did bring in um, uh, trees and things and that into the house, and presents comes from there as well. Presents was a thing, that, but but uh, not ghost stories. I'm not even aware of any Roman no. ghost stories. No, which maybe because I'm not uh, my classical education sort of ended at GCC <laughs> <laughs> on the very day yours did, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, so I don't know. I don't know whether this sort of really sparked that tradition. But well, I tell you, the tradition it definitely did spark, and and that's um, the modern Christmas. The modern Christmas, in yeah. some part, comes from a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it comes from the Victorians anyway, doesn't it? The, yeah, but the massive the success, yeah. the massive success of this, yeah. was a big. Could have, yeah. I mean, there's no more of this humble pie nonsense at this point. This was proper. Let's give presents to everyone. So we give presents to everyone because Bob Cratchit does it. Not Bob Cratchit. Yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. I mean, Bob Cratchit probably does it as well. But yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge, Scrooge goes think, and gives these that, presents. But I think that was something that was. Well, you just. Said, I mean, and there's Krampus and, and yeah, 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 yeah. But just you just. I mean, I, mean, I, I think undoubtedly, and I'm not a historian of Christmas. So I'm, you know, Christmas. Not really one of my main major things, apart from the ghost stories of Christmas. Um, but I, I, I think that this Christmas Carol started or exemplified the modern Christmas, but probably not the the modern uh, idea of a Christmas ghost story. In fact, no. definitely not. No. No. Um, okay. Can we talk about the Muppets yet? You can talk about the Muppets. So uh, basically, the, the Christmas Carol has spawned hundreds of different adaptations. I think I, I, I dread to think how many there are actually are. Yeah, um, although I, I did, I think I saw a Guinness Book of Records fact that How do the Baskervilles has been adapted more times. Okay. But um, it's but got, got well, to be a close run thing, well, isn't it? This, this also has then, um, where it's not a direct adaptation, it's sort of. Um, maybe influenced sort of similar stories or that they've taken it and changed it I'm thinking uh, one of the the first well probably the not the first version I ever saw but probably the second or third was seeing the the Bill Murray film Scrooged yes which, which I remember which, enjoying at the time apart from doesn't he start just shouting at the camera for like 10 minutes at the end I can't really remember I haven't seen it for <laughs> it, a it, time, it is on Netflix and I think Amazon yeah, Prime but yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm going to watch it again this year but yeah. uh, maybe one day yeah but, but it sort of it sort of informed lots of different I, things I, or, or, or similar sort of ideas of being visited by you know um, different ghosts I think about two days ago 
was the 25th anniversary of Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so so that that would have become after, that was definitely a few years after Scrooge, just a few years after Scrooge. Yeah. But that was the film, I saw that at the cinema, so that would be my only yeah, cri- Christmas Carol. I've never even seen it with you. Oh, possibly, yeah. I when think was I... it? When was that? Did that come out? 90s? 25 years ago, in fact, Paul. Hence it being the 25th anniversary. <laughs> There's a good chance it would have been, I would yeah. have seen that with you then. Yeah, I, I, think, I think so. I, I'm sure I saw it at the screen. Right? Yeah. And um, I, th- I, I thought it was fantastic then. I watched it again a few weeks ago. I think it's really fantastic. It's got Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge and Stephen McIntosh, who I've always liked as yeah. Fred and uh, Kermit. The frog as Bob <laughs> <laughs> Gonzo as yeah. um, Charles Dickens, and you know, um, but again, it, but uh, it's really, but again, it's, it's a really funny film and it, really, you know, but it's affecting. Quite, it's, and, it's a reasonably sort of faithful adaptation. It's though, very, it? it's very, it's, it sort of follows the the story quite well. And there's um, there's a few there's a, just a few Muppets style jokes, but yeah, the the whole story yeah. is pretty much. The, <clears throat> Right, I mean, there's no liberties taken with it, particularly apart from the, some of the characters yeah. are Muppets. But um, I thought, I think it was How really, do we know that they weren't Muppets? I don't think, uh, if we look at the original Dickens text, <laughs> he, he specifies whether they're man or Muppet. <laughs> um, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol is, is my favourite version. Of I, I am getting that, that feeling. But you might like that. I even like Michael Caine singing. The fact that he can't sing, it's just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's got Miss Piggy in a non-annoying role as yeah. Mrs. Cratchit. Oh, I usually get annoyed by Miss Piggy. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's just so many, there's so much good stuff about it. And the Muppet Treasure Island is also good, but then they kind of ruined it. They, they, okay. they stopped doing the Muppet classic adaptions. But um, I haven't actually seen Mickey's Christmas Carol since I was a kid. In fact, oh, okay, I, yes, I, I remember seeing that. I think. Yeah, but of course, Scrooge McDuck is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I might have actually seen that at the cinema. I think possibly with my dad, but or I might have seen it hired from a video shop. But um, I, I remember that fondly, but probably it wouldn't stand up now. No. Um, I tell you what. I really don't remember fondly because I haven't seen it. I never want to watch it. It's the computer animated version with Jim Carrey gurning. Yeah. Well, not even. For some reason, someone, like hundreds of people, probably spent months and months computer animating Jim Carrey's gurning. Probably. For, for Christmas Carol. To, you know. is, that, is that one of the things? Does he play all the parts in that? Is that one of those films? Um, do you know? I could well believe it. I have seen the Polar Express, which I think that's is the, that's Tom Hanks playing all the parts, isn't it? And no, Tom Hanks doesn't play all the parts. Tom Hanks just not? plays like the. Uh, I thought he played all the parts in it, apart from a little boy. No, Donald Sutherland plays Santa. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's a bit of a spoiler. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if Jim Carrey plays all the parts or, or just plays Ebenezer Scrooge, but I don't want to see Jim Carrey play Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm sorry about that, Jim Carrey fans. You know, Ace Ventura three, fine. Well, I'm not saying that actually. <laughs> the Truman Show's the only good Jim Carrey film. No, that's not true, because a, I don't, it's not good, and b, Man in the Moon is good. Oh, you see, this is a big schism. Anyway, on Jim Carrey films. 
<laughs> but I think we can both agree we're not interested. In no, his, we're not. <laughs> in, in his... It's not part of the remit of this 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 show. Um, interestingly enough, you were talking about Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Um, uh, there, He's lovable as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, doesn't wear any. Tr- Pants or trousers. And he's being played by an actor called David Tennant in the new um, DuckTales movie. But we don't know. Is he? David Tennant, okay. yeah. Oh. I don't know who he is. No. Um, so what we did, what I wanted to do with this, this episode as well, um, because I did, uh, it wasn't entirely aware that as we weren't talking specifically about a film, we were ju- just going to talk about the, the, the subject in general, is I did want to kind of get people out in internet land to get some of their views and, and things well just, just about because not just generally yeah cause, cause, cause not make, about no about uh, Christmas Carol and what their sort of memories and things were uh, uh, I don't want you to read a load of tweets out about gun control what <laughs> 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 people do you think <laughs> well no just if you just solicit the views of people on the okay. internet that's so, what so, you get. so we'll, we'll go into a few sort of um, uh a few uh, uh, these comments and, and various. Okay, things. good. I, I haven't seen these, so I'll no. be re- reacting naturally to okay. them. Okay, so so again, talking about that, there's um, this is from uh, someone in a group on Facebook I'm part of, because we did get some comments on the, our Facebook page, which we'll go in a bit. But I, I did solicit some comments from other uh, places as well. Mm-hmm. So this is from uh, Simona uh, Dejakova. And she said, the one I remember is the Christmas Carol episode with Scrooge McDuck. And I was always taught to be nice to everyone. So the story really, really stuck with me. Uh, I know I was crying during some parts of it, especially at that at one point. We were, were really poor and I didn't know if I was going to have food to eat the next day. Uh, and now a few of my friends are in the Christmas Carol play at the Old Vic. So I just feel very happy for them. So there you go. It's sort of reinforcing the idea that, that it was... Uh, Scrooge is actually actually nice and that, that this is perhaps much more of a kind of morality tale it is a morality than, than, tale than yeah. a ghost story or a horror story um, and, and there is that, that message that actually if you treat people decently then um I mean, go they won't all talk about you behind your back and have a have a good old laugh when you finally die alone and friendless Although those things probably will happen, yeah. but <laughs> but um, um, I mean I think ghost stories can be like proper ghost stories can be morality tales as well. Well, yes, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, then, yeah, that was that was that was a that was a good um, response. Yeah, I've yeah. no no quibbles with anything that she says there. Excellent. Um, and so I will call up an email. Oh, an email. That we had. Excellent. So this this email's from Stephen O'Crowley. Oh, okay. And he says, "Hi guys, I love the show, and I'm delighted that you are tackling my favourite horror story, A Christmas Carol, in this episode. I've loved this story for as long as I can remember. Read it every Christmas and watch, and we'll watch several versions, several of the different versions over the Christmas break. Uh, I have over thirty different versions on DVD. A bit sad, I know." Well, no, no, no. no, no I, I, I should fine. admire the completism. Yeah, um, it would be interesting to know what you think of the Michael Horden version. I, I wonder if he's even seen that because I, well, I don't think it's available it. on DVD, but no. it is on YouTube. So I would imagine a fan of that magnitude would have seen it. 
Most people, even if they have never read the book, know about Tiny Tim, the ghostly visits and the haunted door knocker and the word Scrooge has entered general vocabulary. So there's a number of things there that we can sort of talk about. Um, but I'll finish the email first. The book is emotional, dark, funny and inspirational. Not bad for a ghost story. Um, obviously he goes to list a few of his favourite versions, which we'll, we'll go into in a minute. I'd but, be interested to know which, what those yeah, were. But I just think that's, that's interesting in that um, it's one of those things that everybody knows this story, even if you've never read it, like you said. There's... Uh, you know, I can't all those, believe all those elements anyone would knows. not even read this story. I can't believe people would just, you know, coast through a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically because you've seen the Muppet film recently. <laughs> I just find, find that very unlikely. <laughs> it's, a good job. it's a good job neither one of us is like that, though, isn't it? Excellent, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and of course uh, there is the various things. Uh, Scrooge is, is is part of the vocabulary now for, to describe anybody who's a bit mean or... Um, in that way so that's just become a, a word uh, the sort of bar humbug bar phrase. humbug yeah. it's very much a, a thing yeah. that you hear a lot especially around Christmas yeah, yeah like that's I, just me and the people I hang out with <laughs> you hang out with people just go bar humbug I wish I didn't have Christmas which is quite interesting because I just wonder about the, 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 the origin of having humbug as a kind of I mean, it's almost like a, a sort of just curse. Means, it just means it? stuff and nonsense, doesn't it? Yeah. Just but I don't know if that is that something that people generally said in, in around that sort of time, or is it just something that is specific, invented for that story? Well, I, I think I it was know. a real thing, but I suspect people swore like troopers, and, yeah. and, and Dickens just thought, I can't put all this swearing in. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to just do something else. <laughs> yeah sort of Christmas profanities that would be quite interesting <laughs> but yeah anyway he goes on to, to say picking the best film version is nearly impossible but here goes yeah so he says Alistair Sims Scrooge 1951 is probably the best live action although I've always liked Christmas Carol 1984 of George C. Scott oh yeah so I've not seen either of those versions but I can tell you that um the actor who portrays Jacob Marley in the Alistair Sim version is none other than Sir Michael Horton. Okay. Huh? I that. Um, the best animated version for me is Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, 1962. Unusual choice, I know, but it's funny, has good songs and is quite poignant in parts. So, uh, Mr. Magoo, for anyone that didn't know, was a cartoon character who couldn't see very well. And, and hilarity ensued. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, the BBC did try to obviously uh, replicate the success of Mr Magoo by creating the TV series Clarence, which has just suddenly popped into my head for no reason whatsoever. Starring Ronnie Barker. Ronnie Barker as yeah. someone who couldn't see very well. It was not and it was, it was it not was the rubbish. next porridge though, was it? No. <laughs> it was rubbish. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh best musical version is of course Scrooge. Scrooge, ninety seven with Albert Finney, which is the one I, I I remember lots and I remember that that's actually got this the creepy bit at the end with the Ghost of Christmas Future. And I think I think it's in that one that he pushes Scrooge down into a big open grave thing. Oh That's yeah, really but, but, but you, yeah, but I can see how that the how you would do that if you were adapting the yeah. Ghost of 
Christmas future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that being quite creepy. Um, anyway, he says, although the stingiest man in town with Basil Rathbone has some great lyrics. Have you ever heard of that version? No. No. Uh, I can see Basil Rathbone in the screen. Yeah. But what I'm not what I'm not hearing is Muppet. The word Muppet. There's a long oh, list of. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, wait there. Right. As a big horror fan, I also love Vincent Price narrating the great story in a Charles Dickens Christmas, 1949, which is well worth checking out. I'll have to look look at that. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, must watch each Christmas. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, there we go. Well on there. Michael Caine and Kermit the Frog, what's not to love? Now, this is the version I really want to see. Guilty Secret version. A Christmas... Uh, a Carol Christmas, apparently. Uh, 2003, with Gary Coleman and William Shatner as the ghosts. What? That Come sounds... <laughs> Gary Coleman? What's yeah. you talking about Willis? Yeah. And, and William and Shatner. William Shatner. That sounds amazing. That's got to be good. I've got to find that. That does... Oh, um, there are also many dreadful adaptations out there, but the sheer number of versions uh, and nods to the story show how popular this book still is over 170 years after its publication, and reading it is better than any film ad- adaptation could be. Keep up the good work with the podcast. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Stephen O'Crowley. Stephen, thank you. That was a pro- that was a really good email. Yeah. I mean, we had some good emails from Eddie in the past, but that was that was a really good email as well. Thank you, Stephen. And. Um, I hope you're going to carry on listening even after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there, there are, there are, let's, I just... Oh, and, and Paul's now going to tee up the next piece of feedback. I will do. And here comes the... Well, this is quite dramatic. The way is actually... Because, like, I mean, the next one could be like, I hate A Christmas Carol... And I hate Christmas. Have you, been, have you been reading them in advance? I, I, I did. To be fair, I did put a thing out saying, "Does anyone? Um, is there anybody that really hates it?" And uh, nobody replied back that they really hated it. Because that is tantamount to saying I hate Christmas, isn't it? I that, suppose so. <laughs> it's like, but again, I think that's just a real uh, yeah. sign of how. how well ingrained this is in everybody I think everybody just loves it well that's a bit strong I probably wouldn't no. love it if it wasn't for Muppets Christmas Carol yeah okay yeah okay so no, right. no, I can't disprove your theory personally <laughs> I think I might have to like uh, slap a fine on every time you say a Muppets Christmas Carol I, I tell you I really love the film that preceded Muppet Treasure Island Right, that's Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yeah, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come. So, I'm going to start making up quotes. Yeah, make up something. Right. Here we go. Right. So, these these are just a a summary of the comments we got on our Facebook page. Oh, here we go. So, James uh, Fallows. Thinks Michael Caine's performance in the Muppet ad- adaptation is his one of his favourites. So there we go. The Muppet, the Muppet Christmas Carol figures quite quite highly, I think, in this. Um, and there was a little sort of conversation uh, after that. Uh, and, and Paul Wood, who um, 
is one of the co-hosts of the Retrospection podcast. Okay, yeah. Who are sort of friends of ours, and, and their podcast is very good, so if you get a chance to listen to that, do go and listen to that. Obviously listen to our one first. But he, he, he says that his favourite has to be the 1951 Alistair Sim version. I have fond memories of watching this on Christmas Eve with my parents, and it's been a Christmas go-to movie for me ever since. His Scrooge is the template for all the other actors who have played the role. I would ask you if you'd agree with that, but you admitted you'd never seen that version. That doesn't mean I don't have a very strong opinion. Okay, go on. I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Mike Baker said, "While the sim version is clearly the best, the best one, I have the most aff- the one I have the most affection for is the Albert Finney musical. As a child, I found it both funny and quite scary, especially the Ghost of Christmas Future." Yep. Yeah, yeah. While yeah. Alec Guinness struck the most ominous notes as Marley, perfect casting there. A lovely British ensemble makes up the rest of the players with Kenneth Moore as Christmas present in fine form. See, that's the version I, I remember most. I don't know if it just was on more often. Um, I think there are certain films that just were on all the time on certain holidays. But you know, like Santa Claus the movie is still on like 14 times every Christmas. Is it? I think uh, I don't know because I don't really watch that much TV sort of live now. But the films I remember were things like Digby, the biggest dog in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah that yeah, was yeah. always on every Christmas. It was, and I really I watched it every time. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I tell you, uh, I'd love a remake. I'd love that. That was the, well, that was one of the great. And when 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 they blow up Digby, but he's not dead because yeah. he's shrunk just in time oh, yeah. that's one of the happiest yeah, I remember being cinematic very, moments very, yeah I do remember being very upset at that point where they're going to do that in fact that exact moment is in uh, one of the Minions, the Minions film is it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, really yeah. I didn't really know that was like a tribute well I, I don't know if it was a tribute or it's just a they, quick, they a come st- up with the same idea yeah. but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, another film that was always on that um, was a film called The Gnomobile which I've never seen since, but that, that used to be on every Christmas. And I don't really remember much about it, apart oh. from it involved some gnomes in a car. I, I've never even heard of that. You possibly dreamt it. No, it's a real film. <laughs> of course, that, that was that was a, a, a Christmas film. Um, if you if you've heard of the gnome reveal, <laughs> please drop us a line. It's a real film. <laughs> yeah, if only to humour Paul. Yeah, Paul, definitely. I've seen that too. Uh, True story. Um, my wife for years thought that she had dreamt Chawton and the Wheelies. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was actually real, though. Yeah, unlike the Nomobile. No, the Nomobile is a real <laughs> film. It really is. Back on topic. Okay, yeah. so this, this is Richard Cotterell. A Christmas Carol was one of the first adult-level books I ever read, aged eight. I fell in love with Dickens' work and subsequently feel it helped me find my way to Tolkien, Pratchett and Gaiman. But for me, the story of redemption in an age that fairly resembles our current situation, a society that had rapidly changed, not always for the better, and how jaded that can leave people. How lost love can hurt far longer than the initial sting, but more importantly, also a fairly familiar trait of Dickens, how family, not always the ones you're born with, can enrich your life. I think there's some fair points there. Well, yes, and, and I think the social commentary is something we haven't really 
touched on. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think the difference between Scrooge and the kind of the one percent capitalists that we have yeah. now is Scrooge isn't at all into conspicuous consumption. No. Um, so. He, 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 I mean, he, he sort of lives a life for penury himself, largely because he doesn't want to spend the money. But I think the difference is, is that he, he's, that's, he's chosen that. Yeah. Whereas uh, the other characters, it's, 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 they don't have any choice. Um. But then Scrooge says, I believe, um, certainly in the version I just watched, um, and I know, I know this is from the novel. He 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 says, you know, why should I give to charity when my tax money already pays for prisons and the workhouse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, you know, I th- I think you know that's a position that it's a fair point. Though, that that it? rich people that that <laughs> lot like yourself <laughs> still 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 hold. It's kind it's kind of a, like a. a it's kind of a tenet of capitalism, yeah. but then, 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 you know, I think we, you know, the modern day we're moving actually beyond that to the point where there, actually there is no um, uh, social um, safety net anymore, and then yeah. you're back to philanthropy. And yeah. I, I get very, this is political, this is totally irrelevant to, everything, but I get really annoyed with with the idea of these billionaires and their um, philanthropic works. It's like no. No, that we don't regardless yeah. regardless of the bill with Melinda Gates Foundation I'm sure do a lot of good work selling windows to people in the third world um, <laughs> but, but 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 you you don't if you need philanthropists there's something wrong yeah <laughs> yeah and and and, and, in the, in, and that's not but that's not a thing in, in Dickens Dick, Dick, Dickens is um, he was all about like social conscience, but I don't. I don't think he was really like appealing for state solutions. He was just like yeah. individuals can change if people just be nicer, yeah. then society will be nicer. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I think maybe I maybe, think maybe something something in that. Well, isn't it David Cameron's the big society? Yeah, but that, that, <laughs> yeah, but that never actually came to anything, did it? So, so uh, well, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I think Dickens obviously has a social conscience, and and, and that is a really important part of a Christmas Carol. It, and I'm trying to think of whether that is important in any of the, like ghost stories, like proper ghost stories, like tradition, like like M.R. Yeah. Like, like, James. I, I don't. Well, Emma James, uh, James sort of, really doesn't. No, they're, they're they're all mostly academics, aren't they? In a lot of the stories, and, and like um, in oh the um, warning to the curious, it's the the guy who like tries to do academic things without being an, an academic that comes yeah. to a sticky end. Yeah. He's like the uh, the the social, the social climber, isn't he? The amateur. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the 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 trying to trying to take on his betters isn't he <laughs> and yeah. getting slapped down so that's that's a that's a that's a haunting as a punishment isn't yeah it? but that's that's yeah. not um that's that's not a meritocratic but it's the opposite <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> yeah so 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 in some ways mr james was much much more reactionary than than dickens but i think you have to be careful about dickens about exactly how left-wing you think he was yeah <laughs> yeah uh, anyway, let's not talk about this anymore because everyone will hate me. 
talking yeah. about politics is a anyway, great way to um, flame people. <laughs> Richard did list his favourite versions, um, uh, and the Muppets Christmas Carol was in there. Just, oh, just, I see. And we also said that Dickens led him to um, yeah. Tolkien and Gaiman and Pratchett. Yeah. Now those are three of my very favourite authors, yeah. but Dickens, no. no. In fact, I, I really read virtually no Dick. I have read The Single Man. Um, yeah. I, I performed in Oliver Twist with you good self. Did, yeah. Um, but I only read the play script. I never read Oliver Twist. I can't. I can't really. I haven't read any Dickens. No. I mean, I know you've read a Christmas Carol, but well, I've read Christmas Carol. I haven't read any other Dickens. But well, but, but those other authors, you know, like I've read the Silmarillion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've yeah. read everything they've done. I've read yeah, every Discworld novel. I didn't go that far. I've never read the Silmarillion. Oh, it's really good. Was yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of really good. I mean, I haven't. I mean, you can go further than that. I mean, Christopher Tolkien did like twelve volumes, of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just about the, just like the background. But you know, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Charles Dickens just feels like school. Like it's like it's like when people say they hate Shakespeare. Well, they don't hate Dickens, but when people don't like like yeah. Shakespeare because they've been made to study it. Yeah, and and yeah. Okay, no, let's let's move on. Let's move back okay. to something non-contentious. Okay. Right, uh, so this this is quite a long one. Oh, brilliant. I haven't read this before, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness, this is going to be about gun control. It's no, going to be... No, it's not. It's no. going to be... So, like two so this, is by, this is by uh, T.J. Knowles. Okay. Uh, and he said, A Christmas Carol for me is probably one of the best pieces of fiction ever written it is a relatively short story so it's ideal to pick up and reread every december uh, the tale is timeless and in an age of ever increasing pop culture references it has stood the test of time you always find one person that doesn't like christmas and you refer to them as scrooge and chances are they'll reply bah humbug i struggle to think of any other book written pre-1900s that has that place in our mainstream world today which obviously is what we, we spoke about earlier uh, the tale is one that has been copied and imitated the world over. Even this year, Emmerdale is set to have their Christmas episode resemble the story, and probably ten years back now, Ross Kemp started an excellent and somewhat underrated modern-day telling of the tale. Ross Kemp? Yeah, that'd be quite interesting. Actually, on that note, I, as I was looking through the various different versions that were on YouTube, and there were a lot, they had one which was done, I think, for children in need, um, which, which um, was had the the cast of EastEnders and uh, it was um, Ian Beale was the Scrooge person and, and Mike Reed was, was the ghost of Jacob Marley equivalent and it was just <laughs> fairly mad sounds like uh, Dimensions in Time <laughs> it was a bit like that it was from about, I think it was from about like, 2011 or something uh, like that but yeah Okay, I probably probably not going to watch that. <laughs> no, they didn't have all of it. On also, there, wasn't Mike Reed dead in twenty eleven? But yeah, but he's a ghost, isn't he? Or whatever. No, I well, well, <laughs> okay. No, you mean actually dead? No, I don't know. Maybe it was before that, but it was when he was still alive. No, no, I, I like your answer. <laughs> yeah, they actually brought him back from the dead to appear as a genuine ghost because that's how much they care about authenticity in EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. 
Um, the, the, yeah. uh, TJ's doing uh, well, uh, I see. Yeah. The tale is one that has been copied and imitated the world over. Oh, we've done that, yeah. Mm. Uh, others are right in that the Muppets and Bill Murray helped launch it to a Christmas favourite, and you can't possibly go through the period without watching both of these films and another one or two adaptations. I'm going to see that challenge, actually, not watch any adaptations this Christmas. Um, Aside from its various presentations across media platforms, it does truly convey to us the true meaning of Christmas. It's about the giving and not the receiving. It's about the sharing of what little you have with one another so that everybody feels loved. I am by no means a rich man, but partly because of this tale, every December I will do a big shop for the local food bank. I will buy an extra gift or two and donate them to children's appeals in the local area. This is the first time I've ever spoken about uh, those acts because the book has taught me I don't need recognition recognition or praise from my peers. I do it because I can and because it's needed. Apologies if I've rambled. Two-year-old teething on top of Christmas has caused me delirium from lack of sleep. So thank you very much, TJ. I don't think that was rambling. That was no, good. Yeah. That was that was very good, and and actually, I think he echoed many of the points that yeah. um, that, 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 that we've made. I think you know we're approaching consensus on the Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah, I think we are. Oh, which is pretty promising. Um, just a quick mention, uh, uh, Paul Maleri. He he's I won't read the whole thing because he, he he goes over a lot of the various same things. But he he did say that a highlight for me was when I saw Patrick Stewart doing a one man version play over. Uh, where he played over 30 characters, just him and a table as a prop. I seem to remember that being... Was that in the 90s that you did the tour of that? I think there's a TV version, though. He doesn't play all the characters. No, no, I do remember the the, the play version where he literally does all the characters. That would be quite interesting to see. I I agree. That actually would be a rare treat. I've never seen Patrick Stewart on stage, I feel. No. I feel I've missed out. There have been some opportunities. But waiting for Godot though I think I'd rather see Christmas Carol than waiting for Godot definitely yeah god I remember doing I'm sure we did that in drama we did we did but not the whole thing no some of the Pinter stuff Mm. I remember thinking it was fairly tedious but I think I did the the dumb way to yeah 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 So a bit, a bit of background for <laughs> the listeners that don't know. We 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 went to school together, so you know yeah. uh, that's why we suddenly reminisce about these <laughs> school plays we were in. Well, yeah, the whole Oliver twisting. I was entirely responsible for you being having the part of Oliver because you launched a petition. Yeah. Because I, I I was basically a real life Oliver Twist. You, you, you were. Yeah. You were perfect. All right, Greg Tide says, Katie and I first met around Christmas time, and I remember on our second date that she was telling me how much she enjoyed a hot Dickens cider. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's possibly the worst of the comments you've read out. <laughs> Apparently that night we searched a few bars and even in Christmas market, but it was so hard to get a Dickens cider. <laughs> Why are you reading this out? <laughs> Eventually I got one and then it seems like in a blink of an eye the kids were born. <laughs> Why did you read that out? <laughs> Can I read the rest of it? Uh, please, please, there's a point to this. Not just more of these innuendos. No, there is, there is a point. Okay, good. You're shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, uh, he says since then she seems to have gone off having a. a oh, no, wait, stop! Oh, stop there. <laughs> At any point, <laughs> does he respond to a Christmas Carol? <laughs> any of the verses of a Christmas Carol, <laughs> <laughs> or, or is he just like a cider enthusiast? I think he's. A, I think he does like uh, cider. <laughs> no, he do, he did say earlier that he likes uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol. So oh, he no. him a bit. I, so, I'm not. So I'm, thanks, Greg. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> for that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't end there. You've got to find another one now. <laughs> You've got. You can't. You I cannot. Don't I, I don't even have any more. Oh, um, that was save, saving the. the <laughs> so, yeah, saving the. Uh, the best for last. Possibly. Um, this was this was this was almost academic. We were talking about we were, Dickens' yeah. social we con- conscience, and, and then <laughs> I, I thought I'd reduce it to mid gags. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh, I, I, we, we, we to say about. We're it, over time. We can end it there. So I mean, people have had their money's worth. Yeah, well, that's good. So hmm. there we go. We like to um, share our wealth of knowledge at Christmas and not be a Scrooge. And, Keep it to ourselves. Yes, yes, we do. And um, a Merry Christmas to all of you at home. Yes. Yeah. yeah that was another reference. Yeah, it was another reference. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but good. Thank you. Um, okay, so you need to do the normal bit that you normally do at this point. Okay, um, what do, uh, do we normally ask? Was it scary? They're not really no, appropriate. We're not do, we're not and and how do you talk to us on social media? Well, you obviously can because you reach us yeah, on social media. Yeah. So you know that's a break for that. So I think I'll just do that. What you're saying is like end it. That, yeah, Paul's I'm, really saying is like end it now. Yeah. End it now because oh end God, it now. <laughs> right, and you can do it in my house. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, until next time. Yeah. I've been Chris Denton. And I'm still Paul Monk. Good night. Bye. Just another winter's day